Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, welcome into Purple Daily. It's Declan Daily because Mackie and Judd have decided to take the Sunday off. So that means I am joined by my former Jedi Master, Rami Makloff. And now the Padawan, Rami. Look at you, young Padawan. The master. I, love it. I, I think this is the point uh, in the Star Wars saga, Rami, where I think I have killed off all the Jedi, and then I'm about to deliver a hot take to you, but then you cut off my arm and both my legs and leave me to die in a fiery pit and then become a robot. I feel like uh, there's a lot of Revenge of the Sith vibes right now between you and I. I would never leave you in a fiery pit, Declan. I would cut off your limbs and then get you help. <laughs> Is what I would do. I would never just leave you to die in a fiery pit. I would get you help and try to redeem your soul after we got you those robotic limbs. Hey, this is like live, live. We are like on the internet right now. This we is, are this well, is going well, we're, out to people. So we're not live necessarily. Okay. Um, we will here's, take... here's what I'm worried about. Here's what I'm okay. worried about. And okay. I want your explanation in a second. But yeah. up in the corner of my screen here, up in this corner of my screen, it right. says live and it has a clock that's counting up. Yep, And it's counting up to almost four minutes, yep. even though we just started and we were talking about stuff before we started mm-hmm. that neither of us wants going out there. Right. We haven't been live for almost four minutes. No, have we? no, no, no. Okay, no. good. No, right. no, no. I okay. promise. Good. I promise. No, we, right. are, we are live on a Twitch channel and I'm taking this video and I'm repurposing it to, the, to, our, score, to our Score North Purple Daily YouTube account. And then this will be on our podcast. If those things that we were just talking about were going live out to to the masses, I would I would hunt you down. Yeah, and you would you should hunt me down and cut your limbs off and leave you in a fiery pit. (laughs) Because I would also be uh, in the same boat you're in if my uh, comments got uh, out in the public. So so we'd we'd both be enjoying our the fruits of labor of of where we're at. All right, good, Uh, good, good. So for those who aren't aware, Rami was with Score North. We were we were a part of Score North Live. Uh, for an illustrious what, like three months? It was one of the best three month oh, runs man. in uh, in Minneapolis St. Paul so, radio market I history. I think it's already in the Smithsonian in the yeah. broadcasting wing of the Smithsonian. It's weird. I think I think it keeps going in my spam folder. But there's a Minnesota Broadcast Association uh, honoree that keeps trying to get me in for a, a Hall of Fame moment, and for whatever reason, it just won't go to my primary email account. But um, sons of bitches. That that that's a that's a story for a different day. Uh, Rami is a noted though Chicago Bears fan. This is the same man who would wear a bear's robe, a bear's robe, into the office, not, not like at home, not at home, not leisurely, which he does, but into a place uh, of work 
confession and correction, it wasn't even a robe. It was sadder than that. It was a Snuggie that I wore back robe, backwards to appear as a robe. Yeah. Excuse me. It yes. was a Snuggie a that Snuggie. he wore into a place of corporate work. And mm-hmm. here he is now. So we're doing all right. But Rami, I, I do want to ask you about uh, your, your Chicago Bears. They get off to a hot start. Obviously, you've had a little bit of a quarterback dilemma. The head coach yeah. is, is a bit of a buffoon. Forgive me for saying it. Uh, just, just give me what is your 30,000 foot view of the Chicago Bears so far in 2020? Well, yesterday I got I got my wish. I got my my prayers were answered by the football gods, Declan. I've been I've been asking. I've been pleading. I've been screaming to anyone who would listen to take the offense away from Matt Nagy. Okay. And that happened yesterday. They announced that he will not be calling plays. It'll be Bill Lazor, their offensive coordinator, calling plays Monday night against the Vikings. And thank you, baby Jesus for delivering on my prayers, seriously, because that dude has no clue what's going on. And on top of that, you have two quarterbacks who aren't very good. But having said that they aren't very good, Matt Nagy didn't even get the best or the most out of either of those not very good quarterbacks. I think there are higher ceilings for both Trubisky and Foles than what we've seen. And especially, and I don't say this to mean that Mitchell Trubisky should be in the conversation with Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes and the other guys who he always gets compared to. Mm-hmm. He's not, was not ever going to be a great quarterback, but there was a lot more to get out of Mitch, Mitchell Trubisky there than what Matt Nagy ever did because he wanted to sort of pound that square peg into a round hole. Mitchell Trubisky didn't fit what Matt Nagy had envisioned for his offense and the quarterback's role in it. And he was never willing to be flexible and mold his offense around the quarterback like they've done in Baltimore with Lamar Jackson, like they've done in Tennessee with Ryan Tannehill, guys who aren't the greatest passers. So you use their athleticism, you use their legs, you get the ball out of their hands quick, you get them on the move. He never tried that with Mitchell Trubisky ever. And then Nick Foles, I mean, he's just Nick Foles, man. I know the story around him. I know the narrative. He won the Super Bowl MVP. He had a really good season, one really good season with Philadelphia. But other than that, He's been this dude. He can look really good at times, and he can look really bad at times, and that's what you've gotten in a Bears uniform. I'm not shocked at all by what we've seen at the quarterback position or by the team as a whole. You said from a 3,000-foot view, I said at the beginning of the season, this team could win anywhere from 7 to 13 games. Like, And I don't, I don't, like, I don't play that game very often in the NFL. I'll usually mm-hmm. give you a prediction like down to one or two games, but I, just, I didn't see much change in the offense, so what was going to get it done for the Bears – was great defense and causing a lot of turnovers, scoring touchdowns with that defense, or at least putting the offense in position to score more often than not. And they've done that, just not to the degree that we've seen two years ago. So they're like right in between. They're on pace for like 10 wins. And I said 7 to 13, so they're like right there. You know what I mean? They're like right in the middle of what I said because about half of the things that needed to happen for them to get to 13 have happened and half the things that needed to happen for them to end up at 7. Have happened. So here we are on pace to win 10 games, which I'll take. I'll take. They're not a great football team. 10 wins is a playoff berth, and I'll take that. Right. Is uh is it almost though like super frustrating because the fact this defense is essentially legendarily good and and could carry you? And then if the offense was even just like average or competent, like as a Bears fan, is it almost more frustrating watching you have like this insane legendary defense, but you can't capitalize with a with at least a, a capable offense. I know this hasn't been Vikings fans' lives, but this has been because you had the Randy Moss era, and that was right. great. You guys are putting up huge numbers. This is this, but this has been the Mike Zimmer era. You know what I mean? Where you're mm-hmm. you're trying to ride a defense to victory, and you can. It's possible, 
but it's a very slim margin of error when you try to win football games that way. And it's also a really small window where you're going to consistently compete. And that's why I've been screaming to take the offense away from Matt Nagy because every day that you didn't and every day that this offense stayed mediocre at best was another day closer to the end of this window closing of this dominant defense because all you need to put on the other side of this, Declan, is like a an offense that ranks somewhere between 10 and 15, mm-hmm. and we're talking about a team that is solidly in the conversation for a Super Bowl, solidly in the conversation for a Super Bowl, and they can't even get there. But that's been my whole life. That was the Lovey Smith era. <laughs> that was the 80s Bears. This is my life, Declan. So I, it, it's, it's, a, it's a familiar and kind of comfortable place to be in a weird way. Do you, uh, do you think Matt Nagy is back next season? I do. Okay. I really do. I think that uh, whether or not it's smart, I think that the Bears organization is trying to practice patience and consistency. And when you look at the, the overall record and you look at the roster that Ryan Pace started with and what that roster is now, there has been progress made. They're a better football team than, than they were then. And Matt Nagy, I think, is 25 and 16 or 25 and 17 as a head coach, which is a really good record for a guy in his third year as a head coach. And I've said before, maybe he is a good head coach. There is something to be said about the qualities that it takes to be a head coach that maybe don't translate to game day and calling plays and calling an offense. You have to be a leader of men. I know that's very cliche. I'll put it in quotes, a leader of men. You have to like be able to manage personalities and people and human beings and not treat them like robots and try and get the most out of everybody and, and get a 53-man locker room all pointed in the same direction. Matt Nagy has apparently done that. His team just doesn't score enough points. So keep him as the head coach. Give him another year as the head coach. I'm fine with that. Just find an offensive mind that can score me like 24 points a week. That's not a lot to ask for. Get me like 24 points a week, and I think we'll be all right. I like it. Uh, a hypothetical question for you, Rami. Let's say uh, Kirk Cousins is like the con- that he's on right now. The contract he's on gets ripped up, and he and he's a free agent. I, I think personally, if the Vikings are going to move on, it'll be a trade because there's like cap ramifications that are so beyond complicatedness that I don't want to get into, and I don't really want to understand. Like I got an 18 on my ACT, Rami. There's a reason Ooh. I went to St. Cloud Ooh. State. I didn't. Oh. I didn't want to learn a certain level of math. Okay, so I I don't want to understand the cap ramifications <laughs> with it. However. <laughs> However, let's say there was a situation where Kirk Cousins is now the starting quarterback of Chicago Bears in 2021. How would Rami Makhlouf feel about Kirk Cousins being a Chicago Bears quarterback on week one of next season? What what else is happening around Kirk Cousins? Because that is always the question around Kirk Cousins. I think we've talked about my theory on quarterbacks, Declan, in the NFL when I had a job. And it was this. It was this. <laughs> at any at any given moment in in the NFL, pick an era, pick a year, pick a pick a decade, or have, whatever you want. At any given moment in the NFL, there are like five to seven quarterbacks who are great and who are going to be successful no matter where you put them, no matter who you put them with. Then there are like five to seven who are terrible and they're not going to be successful no matter where you put them and whoever you put them with. And the rest, the other twenty guys or so are in the middle, varying shades of the same dude. And that is to say that they will be as good as whatever you put around them. The coach, the system, the weapons, the protection. And Kirk Cousins, I think, is actually, when everything is right around him, and we saw this last year, when everything is right around him, 
he's up at the top of those 20 guys, those mm-hmm. 20 guys in the middle who are just as good as whatever you put around them. He, he can be at the top of that, that tier of guys. So I like Allen Robinson. I like the rookie tight end that they got this year and Cole Komet. I really like their running backs and David Montgomery and Tariq Cohen when he gets healthy. This offensive line was expected to be very good this year before they ran into some injury problems. They were underperforming before the injury problems, but then they really ran into it with some injury problems. If you bring back all that and add a piece or two and find me an offensive mind who can actually do something with it and put Kirk Cousins in a comfortable and familiar position where we know he can be successful, fine. Give it to me. Give it to me, Declan. I'm going to tell you something, though, that I think is going to make you very happy. Um, The Bears blew it this offseason and not bringing in Teddy Bridgewater. Yes, they did. Thank you. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Thank you. I had to give you that. All right. I know that's your guy. He, he is he is my guy. It's it's one thing when you get your heart ripped out, Rami, and that person treated you badly, so like you can get over it quickly. It's another thing when they almost die on prom night and then leave you, and then leave you to find another man in their life who is making their life better and their own lives better. That's and that's dramatic, what it's man. that's that what it's dramatic. like watching Teddy Bridgewater in Carolina. Like, cause Carolina, look. It's going to be a slow rebuild, and Teddy isn't in like the five to seven guys that we were talking about that no. are insanely great. No, no, no. But he has all of the other intangibles, the leadership, and like, and and that is like that's such a cliche in sports to talk about. Always oh, got the leadership, but at that in football, especially with the it quarterback here in Minnesota, it means, it means a ton. And yeah, For Teddy sure. is killing it. I love watching Teddy. And and to be honest, is there more? Isn't there more prototypical Bears quarterback than Teddy Bridgewater? He does all no. the things that. And, and and I know the bar is low for Bears quarterbacks, but like it, he would be, he would be so great in Chicago. He would have been great. He would have been perfect for them. And and I don't know if you remember, I was talking to this with uh, our other former colleague Matthew Collar the other day. I won't mention his podcast. He doesn't need that. No, no, it's um, Kirkwood. It's fine. It's fine. no, don't. We, we I don't like Matthew. I don't really like him. I just do his show. Um, but <laughs> I'm kidding. I love Matthew. <clears throat> but I do think he would have been the perfect guy for this offense. I really do. He doesn't make mistakes. He gets the ball out quick. Great leader. I, th- I think Teddy Bridgewater would have been the guy. I think that was that was the perfect fit for this Bears team, even though I've been a critic of, well, not a critic of Teddy Bridgewater, but just the, oh, the, the adoration for him here in Minnesota, I think is a little above and beyond, and you're the personification of that. <laughs> but that was a really gory uh, analogy you just made. I liked it, well, but well, Jesus, you, dude. you get your heart broken you okay? more ways than one and um, <laughs> in the sports world and in real life. And uh, Are you that's all right? what I come up with. I'm, I'm fine. Well, I'm okay. fine. You know, all right. I'm, fine. I'm thriving right now. I'm no, thriving. I think the, remember the Bears, there was a report out there that the Bears had an agreement with Teddy Bridgewater. There was a report out there for like three, four mm. hours. And I always think there is smoke to those fires. Like people don't just throw yeah. that stuff out there. I think there was an agreement in place and they said, welcome to the family, Teddy. You're going to come in and compete with Mitch. And he's had the pen ready to sign the contract he was like what compete with nah man i'm good i'm, I'm good <laughs> just i just set the pen down and that was the end of those negotiations probably a good move for teddy probably absolutely yeah i understand uh and from afar too rami i know you haven't maybe watched a ton of vikings football but you are still based here in minneapolis um what, what have you assessed from the 2020 vikings so far after their disastrous start and now that they're three and five going into monday night football against the bears I've watched plenty of Vikings because uh, whenever they're on at the same time as the Bears, I can't watch the Bears. So I watch the Vikings because it's the football game that's on around here. And uh, I'm unemployed, so I can't afford NFL Red Zone. Um, but 
Um, so what I have noticed with the Vikings, not a lot has has shocked me. I didn't think that they would get off to the start that they got off to, but I also didn't think that they'd lose to Neil Hunter. And I think that that is that that is a that changed the season before it ever even started because mm-hmm. I think their plan was to Neil Hunter on one side and Gakwe on the other, and they're going to make up for some of the some of the ugliness that's going to be going on behind them with some rookie and other inexperienced or just sort of middle-of-the-road quarterbacks. A good pass rush will make up for a lot of bad coverage, and I think that's what the Vikings had in mind with this defense. And Mike Zimmer, I mean, and those two guys weren't the only ones who I think Mike Zimmer was counting on on defense, but Mike Zimmer can often cover up some blemishes and some weaknesses with strengths elsewhere on the defense. He's, He's really, really astute and a mastermind almost at doing that. So I think that when you lost to Neil Hunter... That kind of changed everything, man. But on offense, I'm not all that surprised by a lot that a lot that's gone on on offense because I talked about this with you. I talked about this with Collar in the aftermath of the draft and and the Stephon Diggs trade. Like you didn't do a lot to get better on offense, and you can't expect rookies to come in and make a huge impact or even second year guys. I love Irv Smith, but most mm-hmm. tight ends don't really hit their stride and and hit that ceiling to their third or fourth year in the league. I love Justin Jefferson, but he's not going to hit his ceiling till his second or third or fourth year in the league, as good as he is right now. Dalvin Cook is a beast, but we knew the offensive line was questionable, and we knew what we just talked about with Kirk Cousins, which is that if everything is not just so around him, he's not going to be the quarterback that you need him to be. And that's, that's been the final domino that's fallen after all the other things that I've said. And when that domino falls, the whole thing comes crashing down. Before I ask you about uh, the Vikings bears on Monday night football, I want you to rank the NFC North teams, assuming the Packers are the best team in the NFC North right now. I, I think there's some fraudulent in this there, but, th- but let's be honest, they are the best team right now in the division. At least I think I'm going to make that assumption that you think so too. So give me the remaining four teams, not based on record, but just, at the end of the season, where do you think the NFC North falls from one through four? I think it falls exactly where it is now. I think the, the Lions are terrible. Matt Patricia shouldn't <laughs> have his job right. to start the season, won't have his job to end the season. Um, I, I, when it, and you're right. The Packers are at the top. Those two teams in the middle who are going to meet Monday night, the Bears and the Vikings, I don't think either is great. I don't think either is a world beater. But what I will say is that the Bears are at least pretty dominant on one side of the ball right now. That defense is dominant. The Vikings, they have, they have talent spotted throughout that roster, but I can't look to one side of the ball or one unit and say that, that you can count on every week. Dalvin Cook, to an extent, you can count on every week, but even that doesn't always translate to a, a successful day for the offense as a whole. So I'm only saying that the Bears are the better football team because they have one unit, one side of the ball, that is pretty dominant with the defense where the Vikings don't necessarily have that. Robbie, uh, tell me why I'm going to ask you a two-part question. It's going to be one way, and then I'm going to flip it around you after the second one. But tell me why the Bears will win on Monday Night Football against the Vikings this week. The Bears will win because the law of probabilities probably says that they should win. The Bears have lost three straight football games. I don't think they're a great football team, but I don't think they're bad enough of a football team that they should be losing four straight games. The Vikings have won two straight, and they're not a bad football team, but I don't think there's such a good football team that you can expect a lot of three game winning streaks on the schedule this year. So I think that, and also uh, there is something to the struggles in Chicago. There's less of a home field advantage this year because you don't have fans in the stands because, uh, Oh, we're still in a pandemic. That's right. 
Um, so uh, th- there's less of a home field advantage this year, but I do think there is something to the Vikings' struggles at Soldier Field. And I just think the Vikings are due for a loss and the Bears are due for a win. And Matt Nagy isn't calling plays. So dance in the streets, Chicago Bears fans. <laughs> well, don't. The pandemic. Yeah, but like socially distanced. Dance near your apartment or yeah. something. Like, and wear yes, a mask, for God's sakes. Please wear a flipping mask. Have uh, one of those balcony dance parties. That I've yes, yes. It was By just- the way. If somebody starts uh, spinning records in my courtyard, I'm going to throw the heaviest object I have in my apartment. I, I would love to see that. Please film it. I want. Okay. I want to see you. I want to see you, Mario, like <laughs> kill someone and just bounce them off their head. I wouldn't mind it at all, uh, Rami. But tell me, tell me why then the Bears would lose on Monday Night Football against the Vikings? As much of a pain to see it because. Watch. No, because this team, you you never know what you're going to get with this football team. The bear, the Bears, the way that they lose on on Monday is losing the turnover battle because that's how the Bears lose every time. That is, you can almost look you can almost look at who won the turnover battle going through the Bears schedule, and that'll tell you who won the football game because the Bears offense just isn't good enough to go shot for shot. With any other offense in this league, the Vikings offense isn't lighting the world on fire, but I don't think that the Bears offense, if there are no turnovers and it's just my offense against your offense going back and forth, the Vikings will outscore the Bears. Unless Bill Lazor has something really special up his sleeve in his first week as the Bears play caller, the way that the Vikings win on Monday is being safe with the football and making the offense beat you and not letting them get a turnover and take it back to the house or get a turnover and put Nick Foles and that offense in good scoring position because they need good sport scoring position to score points. They almost can't score points when they're put in good scoring position, Declan. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Two weeks ago, was it two weeks ago or three weeks ago, they were put on the eight-yard line with a turnover, got a delay of game and almost didn't score, but thank God got a touchdown. Then later in the game, got a turnover and got the ball at the 10-yard line. The very next play, Nick Foles throws it into the other team's hands. Like that's that's the kind of offense that that we're dealing with here. So be safe with the ball, be smart with the ball, feed Dalvin Cook. If there is one thing you can kind of do against this Bears defense, it's run. And that's the formula for the Vikings to win and the Bears to lose on Monday. I told Mackie and Judd this on Friday that I, I have like the feeling that this is going to be like a ten to six final oh, slot it's be fest ugly. Monday we're, night football game, dude. You know, you know who's gonna really lose this game, Declan? All Vikings and Bears fans with our <laughs> yeah. our hideous, hideous offenses and teams being on the national stage. Although Dalvin Cook is a treat to watch. Love me, oh, I, love watching me some Dalvin Cook. Uh, and Dalvin's he's on my a monster, fantasy dude. team. So yeah. Is is he is he the best running back in football? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think, think I don't think there's I don't think there's much of a doubt about that right now. I really I really don't. Now that that crown is getting passed year to year because of right. the nature of the position and how production can drop off so dramatically because of the beating that these guys take. But today, right now, yeah, give me Dalvin Cook over anybody. It's easy to say it right now, but would you have extended Dalvin Cook this offseason and given him that money that they gave him? I thought, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of against giving running backs big money, but when you look at the market and what some other running backs got, it was, it was kind of a deal. So if you were set right. on bringing Dalvin Cook back, you got him back at a relatively low price. And he's the only thing that offense has going right now. So how bad would this be without that guy? Exactly. Uh, f- final one for you too. Judd threw this at me after I said it's going to be like you know, your 10-6 slop fest. Would you rather have it be like some, for whatever reason, an entertaining 28-24 back and forth game, but it's not a guarantee that your team wins? Or will you take that 6-3 to three oh, final no, no, guaranteeing that no. the Bears would win? No, I want wins. I want wins because 
this is going to sound crazy. I think the Bears can actually do something this year. And not because they're a great football team, but because you look around the NFC and there are no great football teams. I know that everybody after Monday wants to crown Drew Brees and the Saints, but Sunday everybody wanted to crown Tom Brady and the Buccaneers as the end-all, be-all in the NFC. Don't be surprised if two or three weeks from now we're talking about somebody else being that team to beat in the NFC because I don't think anybody is head and shoulders above the rest of the conference. If, if the Bears can figure something out on offense, can figure something out on offense to score 24 points a game, get hot at just the right time, all they need to do is get in the playoffs and something crazy could happen. I'm not saying it's likely. I'm saying that in, in, this, in this year's field, it's definitely possible. So get me wins however you get them. This is what I've been telling Bears fans. I'm not going to get u- upset about ugly wins. I'm going to take wins however I can get them. Hope this defense and this team gets hot at just the right time. You get a little luck in January and February, and who knows what we're talking about. Maybe we're having a socially distanced parade in Chicago. I would love a you know second. I sur- I wanted a T-shirt that said "I survived Rami Makhlouf's Super Bowl party last year" after all, all the food I had to put down. And and even though you love to, and everyone does, loves to make fun of my uh, petite figure. I can eat, dude. No, you can put I it can- away, dude. You can pack it away. I was impressed. I, I was impressed. Yeah, and and I guess too, like final final thing too is this NFC playoffs. You always hear like, and this applies to like all sports, but like, well, if they can just get into the wild card and get hot at the right time. But with football having essentially no fans, I mean, most of them won't have really that much of a home field advantage. It could be a year where literally a six or seven seed, and it's happened before in the in Super Bowl times, obviously, but like a six or seven seed can make a run because the home field advantage is essentially going to be non-existent. Yeah, I didn't even mention the thing about home field advantage. I'm just talking about how tightly packed the whole, the whole conference is yeah. and how nobody has really separated themselves from each other. But the no home field advantage is another great point, Declan. Look at, look at what happened in the NBA bubble. If you, right. if you don't think the bubble and taking home court advantage away from some teams had something to do with some of the upsets that we saw the Clippers and the Bucks, the two seeds in both conferences go down. If you don't think that being in that bubble and whether you want to say it's home court advantage, being away from their families, the routine that they had gotten used to, all these things I'm sure played a factor for, for different guys on a case-by-case basis. But yeah, that, cha- that also changes everything, Declan, just nobody – is that great or is setting themselves apart in the NFC right now or the AFC for the most part, the chiefs are the chiefs. They're great. We saw the Steelers look ordinary for a couple of, for just a short bit yesterday when Ben Roethlisberger went down and who's Mm -hmm. to say Ben Roethlisberger doesn't go down at any point given his age and where he's at in his career and the fact that he can't move all that well. So I think anything could happen in this year's NFL more than than you can even usually say that. And you can almost always say that in the NFL because it's kind of a random league when you look at results over the course of history. Purple Daily, this has been Declan Goff. Rami Makloff has been our guest. Follow Rami on Twitter at Rami is tweeting. It's a great Twitter handle, by the way. Like it's, it's very just simple. And I know you have like Rami is gramming. Like, it, it's just it's, Rami it's a is good snapping. Rami, Rami is snapping. Is, Rami is twitching. Um, I don't use any of these. I mostly just use Twitter, but I got them for, you know, the day when I do start my social media empire, Declan, I didn't want anybody else to have those. And I will be right behind your side doing your bidding. Oh, no, like, you just, just like froze. As... You did, but you're back now. All right. Well, let's just and... wrap up here on Purple Daily doing our, our great uh, our, our great <laughs> cast with Rami Mack. That's a perfect segue <laughs> to end this conversation. Uh, follow us on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Purple Daily and on our Score North YouTube, Score North MN. Uh, rate and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Score North. And thanks for joining us. Declan. Yes. Love you, buddy. Take care. Be safe out there.